Water Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another podcast of A Water With. Today, because you know Michael and myself are both like German native speakers, we have somebody from Germany, and we should actually do the whole podcast in German because we all three can speak German, and that's almost quite crazy that you're listening to a podcast today where all three people have a German accent, but obviously we want to make sure that everybody will understand us, therefore we will keep that podcast in English today. Maybe we will do in the end like two or three minutes in German for, this, for our listeners in Germany and in Austria and Switzerland who may be not so firm with the English language. But anyhow, welcome to A Water With, powered by Planet Water. My name is Martin Riese, your water sommelier. And obviously, I have Michael with me, my co-host. Hello, Michael. Hello, Martin. It's fascinating what you just said, that we're all three German speakers. But I think the real reason we don't do it in German is because we're too lazy to do the subtitles, right? <laughs> You're absolutely right. And I'm really, really bad with when it comes to like writing in English still. So I don't want to like start the people laughing about me when I'm trying to do some English subtitles beneath. So I think we're sticking to the English language. I think that's just easier for everybody and especially for our listeners because I just checked on and Podbean where it's our provider for the podcast and pretty much 95% of our listeners are actually in America. So we want to make sure we're catering to our listeners and be sticking to English. And after all, the, the German accent is the official accent for the for water sommelier and for the whole category. <laughs> You're absolutely right. We figured that out for like another video. Do you remember the company who badmouthed water sommeliers? But it's actually a purified water company. That was hilarious. And they put another, I don't think that he had a German accent, but I think he had like a French accent or something like that. And we were laughing about this and we both agreed. I think we are, when people starting to make jokes and fun of the category, then we actually achieved something. Absolutely. But let's go ahead and bring Nicholas in. Hello, Nicholas. So we have a very special guest today and Michael just said it. We have uh, Nevas water and I think you already see this a little bit right in front of me. Um, it's a very, very special water from Germany, but I think obviously Niklas should tell us a little bit more about that. So hello Niklas, hello to Germany. Hello both of you, hope you are good. Greetings first up front from Germany. Yeah, thank you very much for the short introduction, um, giving a short input or a short overview. Um, my name is Niklas, I am the yeah, founder um, of Nevis Water. Probably the uh, uniquest German water, probably one of the uniquest all over the world because Nevers water is the first water to be in the full segment. That's quite interesting, Niklas. So, so let, me, let me start or like circle back a little bit. How did you came up with the idea to go even in the water industry or maybe creating this water? Yeah, it's like a double story, to be honest. Um, first of all, it was a private need. Um, I used to drink a good glass of wine, but there are a lot of situations in my whole life. I was a professional uh, sportman. And in all these situations um, of partying, weddings, uh, events, there was, for me, privately, no solution of a premium non-alcoholic beverage. 
So I thought you're growing up in a country which is probably one of the most or, or has the most natural uh, springs all over the world in comparison. Um, I thought what should have a unique water which can be a centerpiece of any festive table. So besides just having a, a sip of water after sports or in between, it's, my idea was creating a water with is unique, um, different in taste, and is really, really special because you decide proactively in this category to have a yeah, non-alcoholic beverage um, to, to celebrate. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. And just to be clear for our um, listeners, uh, Nicholas said he's a cuvee on what cuvee means, you know, most of you know, but it basically means the water is curated. It's mixed from, from two different sources, which creates a lot of problems in Germany. And we will talk about it, what it means. But I'm fascinated by the idea and always have been of elevating water, number one, from a commodity to a product that has terroir, you know, we know comes from a special place, expresses the character. But then there's another elevation to making water into something you can celebrate with. And I think this is what Nicholas is talking about, using water to celebrate. He will show us the bottle, but this is a special water. This is not for hydration. This is for celebrating. And there's a very short line of companies that do that kind of thing. And we all remember Bling was one of the first companies that elevated the category from being just hydration to being something using water to celebrate with. It's quite interesting, Marco, when I may interrupt there a little bit, because when Nicholas just said about, hey, I'm going to parties, but maybe I don't want to drink alcohol, there's something missing. And it reminds me actually on your story, Michael. Can our listeners, or can you tell us a little bit about your story? Why? Because a lot of people, I don't think that know why Michael came to water. So food and wine was also always very important for, for me and my wife as well. You know, I'm a food anthropologist in a, in a former, former life. And in, in 2002, I suddenly had to stop drinking alcohol. And this was really very hard. I didn't have a choice, so I just had to do it. And suddenly there was a bottle removed from the table. And the bottle was, of course, the wine. And... If you enjoy wine, yet you don't drink wine just to get drunk for the alcohol. You drink it for the enjoyment, the celebration, the sharing with friends, all those kind of things. This is why you, why you drink wine. And suddenly this bottle got removed. And I looked around, desperately trying to find something else. And what's the other bottle that's usually on the table is water. And I applied this whole passion I had for, for the wine. I applied that to the water. And... For the first six years, no one was talking to me. And then it took Martin and some other people to pick up the story and run with it and look where we are right now. We have a, a brand like Neighbors that really does exactly what I wanted in 2002. Nicholas, so this is quite interesting. I think that there's a lot of similarity between Michael and, and yourself, Nicholas. So can you tell us a little bit like, so you had the idea, obviously, Nicholas, about the cuvee. What was the next step? Yeah, the next step was um, quite, um, or, or probably the longest part of all, all, all the product or a pro process uh, behind, because um, my idea was not having like a water what already exists, just 
bring it into another package to bring it up to a an, to an higher price or getting an, an eye catch on the table. Um, in, in this time, I read a lot of uh, different parts from all over the world. And one part which really, really um, catches me, and this is probably the USP of Nevis overall, was an article written, um, yeah, to sum it up, it was like the same product mixed up with the amount of bubbles and the tininess or bigness of bubbles brings up a to totally different taste. So the same water without bubbles, with big bubbles, with small bubbles, with a few or a lot of, completely tastes different. And in this category, um, it was really, really interesting when you really do a deep dive to get like the feeling of the taste you're really catching up. It's not mainly the taste. 80% is more or less the smellness you get and the mouth feeling, only 20% of what you really catch or what you really get is a taste. And com the combination of this knowledge, having German water and the, the part of creating different bubbles into a water, this brings up um, after a process of roughly four years, is bringing me up to Nevers. So Nevers as a cuvee of two different Estesian springs, which was really, really, important for me that the strongest pressure of the, the water it owns comes up and then um, creating a new carbonization process and this is what we officially did um, beside all the other companies i know um, this brings up nevers and this is uh, why a lot of like high class gastronomy star cooks use nevers because of this yeah we are not talking about bubbles we are talking about an pelage in this water Yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting. What, what you're basically describing to me here is, you know, blending a water. This is what, you know, the, the famous Scotch companies do with their, with their whiskey blends to blend it, to curate the, the water. But I also really enjoy what you say about the experience. It's not just about drinking water, hydrating. It's also about the experiences you can have with water. And if you see your product, and I've seen it in a, in a restaurant setting, you walk in with this bottle, it draws attention. It's clear for me with a product like this that you can also celebrate with water. It doesn't have to be champagne. You can celebrate with something like this and you get the same or even more attention from the water. That's, that's totally correct. And this was like the main process behind having a nice packaging. And I, in my opinion, it, it is of, obviously it's a nice packaging. It's like a champagne bottle. The excitement of opening this is quite, it's quite good. For me, the most important thing was the good packaging is nice, but everything what's inside, what the drinking experience of each our listeners today and all those who have tried it already, they never forget it. It's co completely unique. And this is the main difference, which I was working on for so many years. I love what you just said, Nicholas, because for me, I'm always seeing in the podcast, and I've said it in many, many media interviews as well, in the end, I love obviously the packaging, but in the end, the quality in my glass, what I'm drinking, that is what I'm judging as a water sommelier. Yes, absolutely, the packaging is important. Um, and everything surrounding this is important. But in the end, again, 
it's all about what I have actually in my glass. And I think it's great that you just mentioned that to say, yes, sure, design is important, packaging is designing. We all know when um, guests are going or like when, when people are going to the stores, obviously they're looking at the shelves and looking at the first thing like, oh, it's, I like the bottle shape, I like the name, I can easily pronounce it. Sure, let me try that. But again, in the end, it's all about what you have in your glass. And that is always what I'm, again, saying and saying and saying to companies as well. It's so important to not just think about the crazy marketing gimmicks of like the bottle and everything. No, it's about the, the product in the glass. And you will see this, especially in America with a lot of purified water companies, that they are focusing their whole marketing just about packaging. It's all about package, 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 and obviously high pH. That's the only thing what they are, when they are like talking. Oh my God, my water has a pH of 8.4. My water has a pH of 9.4. I just called out another water company who sells a purified water um, out of Mexico, actually, originally, and sells it now over here. I'm not using the name because it's, it's not fair, but everybody who follows me on Instagram can see it right away because I'm not shy to say the company names there because I'm just asking them questions. And they're, sometimes they're responding, sometimes they don't respond to me. Uh, this company now responded with like three different articles about the benefits of high pH water and their studies been done about high pH water. All three studies, I was reading this and I sent them back an email said, the conclusions actually, we don't really know if high pH water really makes sense to your body or not. It's all three conclusions are this. So I asked them back, did you actually read the emails, what you just sent me about the, about the regulation conclusions about this high pH gimmicks? Obviously, they didn't respond now back to it because they realized, oh shit, that's completely nonsense what we just sent the water sommelier. But it's hilarious. And for me, it's always like, again, um, when a water company does not talk about their water actually, where it's from, what it is, then it's a red flag. Because that means for me, like, that's kind of strange that a water company does not talk about water. It's just talk about packaging, the benefits of maybe packaging, and then the high pH. Something is off there. And I love that you just said, no, it's all about our product. But again, by this being said, I want to actually talk about your packaging because it's very unique as well. And I want to really know what you thought about this. And for the people, for our listeners who just listen to as a podcast, as an official podcast, please watch us as well on YouTube. I can highly recommend this because then you can see us as well. And you can see, obviously, this incredible, beautiful bottle. So I have here two bottles, and you have some two bottles as well, I saw already. So let's talk a little bit about the design. So where's the name coming from, Nevas? Why is it in a black champagne bottle? And why does it look so gorgeous? So you just handled over with a couple of questions. Um, the easiest one is the name. The name uh, is a combination, uh, obviously. Um, the N-E of Nevas, the first two letters, um, came from the Italian word Nero, which means black. Obviously, everybody knows. The other meaning of N-E and Nero is Greece, and it's, uh, the translation is water. So we already have in the N-E water and black and the va is uh, latin and means vessel so in, in the, if you put it in a sudden sentence you have like a water in a black vessel and this is what you have in your hand the uh, sign in the middle 
is um, my family crest. So this is a, a hard piece for me, why I built like the, the brand around this. And in my opinion, the name, as you already mentioned, um, should be a name which can be easily pronounced all over the world. So in combination out of this, this was the creating Navas water. Um, why is the bottle black? The bottle is black because we have, and now I'm jumping into some future ideas, of, uh, obviously, um, is there is coming up some more um, in the assortment where we obviously need a back bottle, bottle for. Um, Beside this, my, my first or my own part was breaking completely with all the rules of water bottles. Normally you have white bottles, sometimes a little blue or green, but black was for me a completely hard cut and even the eye catcher to cre create the centerpiece of an, of a table. In a combination out of this, this was like with the name of Nero, meaning black, and uh, the bottle, this was the creation part of this. Uh, to be honest, in my, in my first tests, I uh, had a little bit different bottle size, but due to the fact we need a really, really strong bottle, um, which has a really, really, really big lower part, um, for the special unique pelage in the just pr uh, producing process, it ends up with a champagne bottle, which brings us to like the opening process. What you already mentioned is um, to yeah bring up the the attention already to the guests, to the clients who is who are waiting for getting a piece or uh, of the water. Um, if you open up the bottle, it takes some time, and the, they are getting more and more interest and yeah and positively nervous when the cork plops out so this is like all these uh, yeah catching attention Fa fascinating fascinating story it's so about 10 years ago um there was a trend that rainwater became fashionable and people put rainwater from remote areas not from the middle of shanghai put this water into into bottles and they tried to get approval for example in new york and in new york the requirement for uh, water to be approved in new york was that they needed to have a geologist's report on the water and i remember one of those companies that tried to import rainwater into new york telling me michael what can i do my water never touches the ground i'm not able to get a geologist's report because it, it's not in the ground of water so I understand, and Martin before said that it's important that companies talk about where the water is coming from, you know, what the source is. But I understand you, you're actually not allowed to do that through to some, you know, probably outdated and you being a pioneer uh, uh, German laws. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, this is a quite difficult uh, part, um, as we have already uh, discussed um, in the, in the um, uh, upfront. Nevis as an, in, oh, let me start other way around. Germany is, as I know, the only country which has, an, like, besides the regulatories for food and drinks, have his own um, regulatory for mineral and table water. And in this part is fixed that some diff different parts, um, what 
when is a water a mineral water and when is a water a table water? And due to the fact that we create the cuvee and comb the combination of the two sources, we are breaking one rule of mineral water law. This is mainly driven by the fact that we bring one source to the other one to bottle everything. And if you go out of a certain cycle around the source, you're not allowed anymore to call it mineral water. And in Germany, a mineral water has to be written on the bottle and everywhere. What's the name of the source, the mineralization, pH, everything. You have to give the consumer all the insights. If you are, as we are with Nevas, a table water, you're not allowed at all. So I'm not allowed to tell you exactly which two different sources we are using. I'm not allowed to tell you what is exactly in the water. Besides one fact, I can tell you our high amount of natural calcium. This is the third part why our water is quite unique. We have over 600 milligrams natural calcium in each liter. Um, why we are allowed to tell these? This is like a European law, which covers the German law because if something is much over the middle weight in a product, you have to tell the consumer for safety instruction. And we are lucky in this case because we have a much higher uh, calcium part in the water as uh, most of the German water. This is why we are allowed to talk ab about our high uh, carbonization and high calcium it's really quite fascinating. Um, and Michael and myself, we have in our Fine Water Academy, one of the classes is actually about regulations. And it's so funny how different the regulations are all around the world. And we are very well known that Germany is very, very highly reg regulated. What can be great, but can be a curse as well. But I have to say, I actually like that law. And it's a cool, fun, great story what I'm using now when I'm opening Nevas. So actually that story and that regulation that you're not allowed to do anything like say the names of the spring sources and everything is actually your selling story. In fact, so for example, I'm using this as a selling story because it's just hilarious to tell the consumer, yes, it comes from two different natural occurring artesian spring sources but because Germany is so overregulated, uh, you're not allowed to call it mineral water. And it's, everybody's laughing then right away. And that's the best selling point. When people are laughing and saying like, oh, that's really funny, that sticks in their brain. Now there's an interesting story, a different layer even to the story again, that this is a water was almost like rebellion. Huh? To the black bottle, to the champagne bottle. It's very untypical German, I have to say. Like when I would see this in a store, my last thing I would think that this is a German product. Because Germany is always, but especially when it comes to bottled water, very, very strict what you just said. That needs to be always in a white or like clear what you mean in a clear bottle. Uh, we have a very unique mineral water, like bottle shape, what pretty much everybody else uses in Germany. They barely use some, some companies using this for the high-end restaurant versions, different bottle shapes, but a regular base. When you're walking into a grocery store in Germany, you see 80 different mineral water brands and they're all coming from the same bottle. It's hilarious in Germany. 
but they all have different names, but the bottle is exactly the same because the regulations are so, so, so strict. They're even regulating the size of the letters, uh, of the name, of the spring source, everything is regulated. And therefore, I really <laughs> enjoy your water because you're literally a rebellion. So I totally agree with what Martin said about this being untypical for, for Germany, except maybe for the black, because if you look at us three, we all have black short-lived shirts on. So it seems like that seems to be a uniform. That's so hilarious, Michael, that you're saying this, because let's face it, when you're watching here, Hollywood-produced movies, the German villains always wearing black clothes. I don't know what it is, but it's so hilarious that it's always the same when you see a German person in TV or in comedy shows or something, or in, in whatever, in movies, they're always wearing black clothes and they're always saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. How many times they're saying, yeah, I have no clue, but it's the, the thing of what Americans think about Germany is that we are yeah, wearing black clothes and saying, yeah, all the time and schnell. And all this kind of stuff. And Fahrvergnügen, obviously. Huh? That's very important. Fahrvergnügen is the most important thing. Um, Niklas, I have something very special right next to me because it's not black. That is now a beautiful gift box, what I see. And there's something in there, what you sent me. And I just want to showcase this as well because this is quite something. Um, so uh, let me close this again. But... Can you tell me a little bit about this incredible, incredible Magnum bottle? So it's 1.5 liters, guys, a champagne bottle. That is a beautiful product. But there's a very special like, yeah, graffiti on it. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, um, as you already mentioned, it's a graffiti on it. Um, what is here? Um, I got in touch with a really, really nice uh, painter in Germany. And um, he is obviously just producing high-class um, paintings, mainly driven by his childhood. The painter is called Declart. Um, he's a German one and is just creating pictures of, of uh, his, his, all his things by his childhood because all the old comics, like Minnie Mouse, uh, Snoopy and all these guys, He's just putting on, on the wall and then painting the main character in front, always in a combination of, yeah, a little bit, um, yeah, conf confusing the customers. And I got in touch with him and he was like having a big opening of his new showroom. And we said, okay, let's do a special edition, Neva's Magnum bottle, one and a half liter, in a combination with his uh, painting. And yeah, as you mentioned, I think, the results are quite excellent. And you have obviously the last one of uh, the 2019 production. I'm not gonna open it. <laughs> it's like- you, you, can, you can open it. Um, it's like, yeah, it's like we, we obviously sold 10 of these. Um, as far as I know, five of the owners really opened the bottle because they want to have the special feeling out of this bottle. Obviously, those bottles will stick somewhere on a special occasion in the, in the flat somewhere. Um, but by the way, as you talk about this bottle, I can show you something really unique, new thing, because we just came up with a new bottle. 
Um, I think, in my opinion, Perth, you can tell me more about, Nevis could be, up now, the first company who is producing double magnum water bottles. So this is a three-liter water bottle with a really, really special label. I will put it in front of the camera. It's getting the shiny stones on it. So really new label, three-liter bottle of water for your special customers all over the world. So it's a double magnum, three liters. So what are the crystals? The crystals are like tiny uh, stones um, in black and silver as our product colors are. And yeah, we're bringing out a little bit bigger. So this is more an eye catcher. This will be a special edition for 2020. Um, yeah, we call it the club edition only by three liter bottles. It reminds me a little bit about a guy who I once saw who opened a bottle of Beverly Hills 9HO with black and white crystals or diamonds actually on it with Diplon 2 trains. I'm, I, I obviously never saw that guy, but he looks similar like me. But <laughs> it was a fun little e sequence and I have a feeling um, when, when I'm getting the special edition 2020, we might be getting another taping for that. <laughs> It's fascinating. And again, I love the idea, same as Bling pushed the envelope with putting the crystals on there, elevating it, the experience. And as you said, this is for a club. This is when, as I like to say, when you're a famous athlete or, you know, very rich and your girlfriend is not as of legal age to drink because in the U.S. we have to say this is 21 and you want to impress her. So you cannot buy crystal champagne or whatever is the, the most fancy champagne. But if you buy something like this, it also creates a, an experience and memorable. So I think water can have the same effect on it. I just want to mention, I'm looking at uh, Nicholas and I see in the background, everything is black, but there's one golden thing in, in the background on your poster, what's that? Yeah, you just uh, asked for the right thing, obviously. Um, <laughs> this is uh, what our, our biggest goal currently, um, Nevis was, uh, yeah, got the, um, or won the taste award in the sec category of uh, curators waters of the Fine Water Society um, last year in Stockholm, which was an excellent um, event with a two-day um, congress around. And yeah, we was really, really proud. I think if I got it correctly, we are the first German brand who won this um, label. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It's the, the first German brand to the won the label. For some reason, we don't have many German entrances, but we're getting more and more, and we're very happy to see that. Quite yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Please, Nicholas. Obviously, this was where I was really, really surprised because Germany has tons of mineral waters. So when I got in touch with the Fine Water Society, I was completely surprised that there was only three or four brands in there in the excellent community of creating knowledge about all the themes of waters. Um, yeah, so we are quite uh, happy to, to work with all the other guys who are doing good jobs on water. Yeah, I don't know how it is in Germany exactly, but in Austria and maybe in Germany, we have that thing 
that we only we really don't trust our own profits that come from our country. So maybe it has something to do with that. What do you think, Martin? Um, I just wanted to say, Michael and Niklas as well. Um, when you think about that, look, I'm German. I am considered one of the leading water sommeliers around the world. The same with you, Michael. You, you're not German, but you're Austrian, so close enough for me. You're speaking, you're speaking fluent German. But still, I never had a German water company reaching out to me so far to ask me like, hey, Martin, can we do something together? Can we consult? Something like this. It's very, very strange. And I don't know what it is why Germany is one of the leaders when it comes to bottled water. Um, they're drinking tons of water as well. I think Italy is the number one consumption in bottled water in Europe. But then Germany is right away there with around 140 liters per, per head on, on, a daily, on, a, on a yearly basis, obviously what they're drinking. Daily basis would be crazy. Uh, on a yearly basis what they're drinking. But still somehow German companies, and this might be again a little bit more... Uh, that's our territorium. We're selling our brands just in Germany. This is what we're doing. There are some international brands as well, like a Gerald Steiner, for example. There's a couple of them, but they're not really, not really, Germany is not pushing the envelope when it comes to the bottled water industry. What is very strange, maybe it is something to do because we have so many waters. We have over 500 different mineral water brands just in Germany from German spring sources when you think about this. They're all local. They're, they're selling radios around 20 miles. And this is like where they, they're their most revenue coming from. Maybe they're not interested in to see the, the bigger picture of the recognizable thing about worldwide. I don't know what it is. It's very, very unique and strange sometimes. It's very unique. Yeah. I, th I think it might have something to do with the fact that the culture around water in Europe and especially in Germany is very, very advanced. And the story that Martin and I are telling is the story about elevate water, water has taste. And maybe that story doesn't resonate so well with Germany where people say, I know that already. You know, I, I drink this water, but I don't drink this water. And this water I absolutely don't like. Mm. And you don't see that in the US. I don't see people that say, I don't want that. I only drink this one. So maybe a combination of many things, but I think also because the culture of water consumption is very, very advanced in, in Germany and in Europe. But Niklas, how do you feel about this? Because I see and I follow your Instagram, I follow your marketing strategy. And I have to say, like, real, you're really a leader when it comes to new ideas and how to act with water. Because I haven't seen any other German companies so far who actually goes out, put a big stand on big, like, events and saying, yes, you can create cocktails with Neva's water. You can you can do so many other things yeah. with Neva's water than maybe other brands. Because I have a feeling that a lot of other German water brands will say, oh, it's about hydration. Where is your, where is your point coming into thing? Because I don't think that you would say, oh, Neva's is a great water to hydrate. For sure it is as well with a TDS of over 2000. But I mean, like, what is your sweet spot? Where is your marketing coming from? Um. The overall idea is, and catching up with what Michael just said, I think the main problem is, especially in Germany, Switzerland, and Austria, we are used to open the tap and drink the water. But we are only a few countries all over the world can do this. So in my opinion, it was you have to catch up or go out to the clients, to all the people, and 
catching up with, with an idea to create something. For example, a big summer event uh, in, in the area we are located, which is also really, really famous for good wine. Um, there's once a year a big, big event. And we said, okay, this is starting in July at uh, 4 p.m. So the sun is already massively there. And we thought, okay, how we can yeah, create something special for all these guys who jump jumping in and having something special. So we create an own ice cream with neighbors. 80% or 70% of an ice cream is mainly water. So we used water, um, we used neighbors with mint and blood orange. We just put a little bit of the ice in a glass, fill it up with water, a fresh mint on top. It was massively, nobody drank the typical ones as Aperol Spritz or what, what's normally in this situation was because all the people and also those who normally want to drink alcohol, we just said, this is a crazy idea. Never thought about something creating um, out of water. We can have so many good things, fruits or whatever, in the combination with this. Um, I, have, I have no clue. And this is what we are doing, going to big events like Berlin Fashion Week, uh, Berlinale Film Awards, the European Film Awards, um, totally different parts and always trying to create being the biggest eye-catcher on the event. Obviously, um, you never reach all the people. There, you always have those who said, what, I want to have the champagne? Oh, no, sorry, this is water. Oh, no, I don't like water. Um, but this is probably the regular answer, especially with this bottle. The confusion is uh, uh, most of the time. But then they came up and saying, okay, something is really, really special on this. Let me try it. And then they're really, really surprised. It's, again, fascinating. And for all the listeners and viewers, I really recommend to follow Navas on Instagram and Facebook. And you can tell us later. And we put the link down there where you can find it. I have to say, um, you look pretty much like James Bond. I see you all the time in a tuxedo at some fashion event with some beautiful women around you. It seems like you have taken the idea of James Bond and translated it into the into the water world, you know. And I was thinking, Martin, we, we need to get tuxedos if you don't already have one. I don't, but I think we need some. <laughs> I am just I just thinking about James Bond and like let's let's get the let's get the gun going or something like this. Because I'm actually getting thirsty now. And uh, as James Bond, you need to hydrate yourself as well. So Nicholas, I really want to drink now Nevers water. And you told me in the beginning, before we started our conversation today, hey, Martin, please bring two wine glasses. So I have two wine glasses in front of me. And now tell me, what do I have to do? And I have to say, I think this is the first time ever that a water sommelier needs to ask somebody what I have to do to drink your water. So this is a big pleasure for me. <laughs> Thank you very much for this short introduction. It just put uh, the pressure a little bit more <laughs> on my shoulders. Um, yeah. First of all, open up the bottle. You can just physically try to bring this up. It's quite easily just wrap it up. Then you have the cork on top. As a normal champagne bottle, put your finger on it just for safety construction. Then you just open it up. And then I will be silent, hopefully, 
we will hear in the microphone the plop because have you heard the plop so let's really if, let's see if i can do it as well here in hollywood let's see whoa <laughs> that worked so let's start and now i will tell you why we have two different glasses when i go into the into the uh, gastronomy i always talking to the guys who will end up or work at the end with the clients because normally 80 percent of the um service crews put the champagne into or water in a glass like this just up front because the bubbles are creating a good view in the glass my recommendation is to do it like a beer 40 like this because in the end of the story and then i will hope you will agree with me the second uh, the sixth or seventh glass out of one bottle if you just pull it from the top has lower or less um, carbonization even though if we will have the taste or we'll do the taste right now in the, between the first one and the second one it's up to 30 percent less sparkling in there just due to the fact that yeah putting the water on the wrong way into the glass i love that you just said this this was one of my um restaurant 101s in my when i did my apprenticeship in the hotel Stadtamburg of Zylt when i was 17 it was in the first week they they told me how to serve a champagne and you are absolutely right um never ever serve champagne like that what you just showed us you always serve champagne like a beer you're putting it at 45 degrees angle you're picking up the glass you're putting it at 45 degrees angle and then pour the champagne into the glass very gently due to the fact that you don't want to lose the carbonation so i 100 agree with you it's quite fascinating again that the that here in america the regulations are slightly different here the sommelier people are saying you should never touch the glass of a guest and you should pour the champagne out of what you just said you should not do and i strongly believe in this as well so i think it makes completely no sense to tell me that i have to uh, pour nevas water or a glass of champagne when the glass is standing on the table because i will lose way too much carbonation so i agree with you and i'm completely with you and that is always what i learned in the restaurant business it's like math there's just one right answer there's just one way to make that answer correct or go to the right way and show the right answer to make it the right way so it's very important to stick to this and for me again what i just said it's like restaurant business there's always regulations and reasons behind that why you're doing like that and the reason clearly what you just said makes completely sense you want to keep the carbonation in the glass so therefore when you're pouring a glass of sparkling water please take the glass put it in a 45 degrees angle and pour gently the sparkling water into your glass to not lose the carbonation i like it guys you're making me thirsty start tasting the water <laughs> cheers Done. cheers 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 guys
Okay, so I just tasted both waters side by side. This is the water where I put, put 45 degrees angle to it. This is the water where I just pretty much dumped the water in it. It's night and day from the carbonation level. It's fascinating. It's really fascinating. And for me, it's the first time I'm actually really trying that out with a bottle of water. It's completely different. The funny thing is, when you look very closely right now, it looks like that this one has more carbonation than this one. But when you're tasting it, it's clearly this one has more carbonation. And don't fool yourself, guys. That has something to do sometimes with the polishing of the glasses. So when you think this has more carbonation, that might be because this glass might be not well, well polished so, so well, and there's still some residues of the rack still in there, and the carbonation will detect right away this little particles of the rack, and the carbonation will be, will be going strongly on these things. So even when it looks like more carbonate here than here, in your taste palette, you clearly can taste here, it's way more carbonation in there right now than in this one. Fascinating, Martin. So do you think we could use this in the future to fine-tune a presentation of neighbors with a certain dish that say, you know, one dish, neighbors is the right choice for the overall dish, but then you can fine-tune the bubbles according to whether the dish it requires more bubbles or less bubbles? Yes, definitely. But I'm always a strong believer of... It's the same like with wine people. When you talk to, to like Mr. Becker, one of the best producers for Pinot Noir in Germany from the Pfalz region, when you ask him, so what is the best way to drink your wine? He will say from this beautiful Burgundy glass, uh, this, is, this is the right thing. He will not tell you, oh, wait for 25 hours until you're drinking my wine because maybe it will do something to it. So I have a feeling uh, Nicholas created something very special because he made a cuvee and he wants the exactly the same carbonation level in every glass. He doesn't want that the carbonation will change. And therefore, I would highly recommend to pour it the way Nicholas is imagining it because that is the imagine of the producer now, how he wants to see his, his water. Obviously, for me as a person who prefers uh, mostly still waters, and sometimes like gently sparkling waters, maybe I would prefer actually the carbonation level when I'm dumping the water into the glass because I like my waters like tiny carbonated when it comes to carbonation. So I get your point, but for the presentation, I think it should be the way the producer created and thought about that water and that should be then the way <laughs> to present it. What do you think, Nicholas? I totally agree with you. Um, thank you for, for the sentence. Um, pointing one, one more point out, what probably you will see and all the other ones have saw uh, as you just pulled your glass in front of the camera, what we normally get is in feedback quite fast if we have clients sitting on the, on the table um, as you already sitting there, and looking into their glass after a few minutes, the water seems to be more or less in, uh, still water, no sparkling at all, because the sparkling are that tiny that they're not going up anymore after like two or three minutes. In addition to this, we, as I already mentioned, have a lot of star cooks who are using Nevis um, in the entry 
part or especially due to the fact of the tininess of the sparkling the tininess of the sparkling is cleaning up the tongue so in between a, a lot of main course menu if you especially just switching from fish to to meat or something you really really can just with two or three sips um, clean up comp more or less 80 percent of uh, your tongue and this is like for example why a lot of star cooks use neighbors um, to yeah reorganize all the tasteness and get catching up with the next course yeah and so let's talk a little bit about what are the food pairings you would do with nevers pour at 45 degrees for me it really goes very well with you know i see a lot of meat red meat the heavier kind of red meat even game because of the the high tds level i could see that would work very well what do you think martin I, I agree with you, Michael. It's so funny because, uh, Nicholas, please correct me when I'm wrong, but I think it's over 2,000 TDS. So it's considered to be, uh, for us, a high mineral water. It does not taste like high mineral water. And that's fascinating because in a regular base, a high mineral water is very acidic. It's almost like salty, very harsh on your palate. And I think due to the fact that somehow you, you found a way to blend in the minerality, the high TDS so well together, even with the carbonation, it does not feel too strong and too heavy. So yes, I agree with you, Michael. I think it's a great water for like red meat game. I think it's amazing. I see it as well to like grilled fishes. I think even that can even, it can even go. In a regular base, I wouldn't say that to a high mineral water with a TDS of 2000 and carbonation that can go with fish. Your water can do that. And that's quite fascinating for me. And two questions from, for you, Niklas. First, what you're using Nick, uh, your water for pairing-wise. And second, obviously, it's maybe a little treat, tra trade secret, but how did you come up with the two different spring sources? Why did you choose the two different spring sources? And how did you combine them together? And which ratio is this 50 50? Is this 40 30? What is it? Yeah, um, going into uh, your first question, the pairing. Um, I talk, you already mentioned a lot of the part. Uh, um, in, in the beginning, we, uh, all the feedback I got from, from the, the cooks and the partners was dark meat, red meat. Um, but it's always um, getting more and more open, especially on the entrees like caviar, oysters, because of cleaning the tongue, the caviar experience is totally different because normally you starting with an appetizer of um, capari soda or whatever, which is really, really bitter or closing all the tasteness of the tongue and then pairing nevers with a really, really freshy, fishy part as you already mentioned, um, is working excellent. And this is what, what uh, more and more star cooks uh, are doing currently. Going yeah, I, on. Please, Sorry, I was saying, I, I agree, especially Martin, also with the, the grilled fish, because if you look at the grilled fish, it has these slightly charred pieces on top. And that, again, ties very nicely. And the smoky <laughs> flavor, right? If you have a grilled fish, Hopefully you grill it on charcoal and not on, on gas, then you have this smoky sensation also on the, on the grilled fish. And that, you know, works uh, extremely well. Yeah, and then jumping into your second question. Um, yeah, 
I will not tell you too much out of this because it's our secret. It's why we are so unique. Um, what I can tell you is my journey. Um, as you already mentioned before, we have like over 500 national sources in Germany. I'm pretty sure I covered nearly 70% of all of these. Going there, telling them I'm interested in, to, in your water, I need some part of it, I need to test it, but I cannot explain you for what. So after my introduction, nearly 50% told me bye-bye. So I had to find a solution to catching up with the water right away. At the end, um, it was an um, yeah, exp experience of um, a an, an group which I used with an, uh, a, a wine sommelier here in, in the Pfalz region, but also some cooks, which I always going in and telling, oh, I have a new creation. And in the end, this water, the combination of the two different sources uh, was for me, especially because I, it's my, it's my baby. I have to tell everybody why the water is so unique, um, but also for the bright uh, feeling or the, the tasteness for, for most of the people, this was the perfect combination of heaviness, of mineralization, being also soft, as you mentioned, in water with TDS over 2000, for this, I think Nevers is really, really light and soft. Yeah, yeah, really. And this is like, when I would have this in a blind tasting, I would not guess a TDS of 2000. Not at all. Not at all. Then. So, um, so we talked about the bottle shape, we talked about the taste, we talked about the name and the history. Obviously, two things what's very important for the consumer. One, where can I buy it? Second, how much? It's a good question. Um, everybody can buy it on our website, neighborswater.com. We are shipping currently all over the world. Um, Right away, we are in discussion, especially for those who are those listeners from the U.S. Uh, we start discussions with some partners in the U.S. Um, to have it constantly over there available because shipping one bottle from Germany to the U.S. is quite difficult because the shipping costs are five times the cost of the product. In Germany, the retail price of the bottle we just taste, the 7,500 milliliters, is 22 euros. The Magnum bottles, it's uh, over 50 euros. And the double Magnum will be by 120. Um, this will end up in the US probably a little bit higher, um, but this is the range of, of our prices. So it's not the cheapest one, let's say it like that. But not it's a good not. price. You know, for the experience you get with the water, I think it's a very reasonable price. And I, I bet you, if you go to a party and everyone brings a bottle of champagne and you bring this water, people will be talking about your presentation, your water, and not, uh, not the champagne. I just want to follow up on one more question. The sources you selected for Nevers, the two sources, this is still water or carbonated water at the source, naturally carbonated waters? Both sources are natural still waters. So the carbonization we are adding uh, in our process, but both are still. Right. Okay. So I think it was fascinating to talk to you, Niklas. I told our listeners we want to do a little German because um, we are 
we why well, I think because like when three Germans talking together in English, we should at least honor our native tongue. So for the people in English, thank you so much for listening. You always know, stay thirsty, be hydrated. Then water is not just water. And now a little bonus for several minutes. We will switch in German. Hallo und herzlich willkommen, Alemann. Jetzt reden wir auch mal in Deutsch, was auch mal ganz schön ist. Für mich ist es schon fast ungewöhnlich und das gebe ich auch zu. Und ich glaube, Michael weiß es auch genauso. Wir haben ab und zu schon Schwierigkeiten, Deutsch zu reden, wenn es um das Thema Wasser geht, weil wir so gewohnt sind, alles auf Englisch zu reden. Michael, wie siehst du das? Ja, es ist wirklich schwierig, weil wir leben schon so, also wir sind 25 Jahre hier, Martin, du bist auch schon knapp an, an dieser Zahl und wir denken, schlafen und machen alles in Englisch, besonders neue Dinge, die man neu kreiert. Und was mir immer auffällt, wenn ich wieder plötzlich auf Deutsch umstellen muss, ist, dass man in Englisch denkt und dann in Deutsch übersetzt. Und das ist manchmal irrsinnig blöd. Ich mache das zum Beispiel oft in Österreich, ich gehe in ein Restaurant und jemand fragt mich, äh, möchten Sie noch ein Glas Wein haben? Und ich sage drauf, nein, danke, ich bin Fan. Das ist hilarious. So, you know, thank you, I'm fine. But it's really, really funny in German. And all those little things where people tell you, Michael, you're no longer an Austrian, you know, you, you, you're becoming an American. Und genau das, was gerade passiert ist, passiert mir auch ganz oft. Michael hat jetzt gerade geschwenkt von Deutsch auf Englisch, hat aber gar nicht mitbekommen, weil das eben so normal ist, dass man eben Englisch redet. Und das ist auch verrückt, wer, wer mal Mäuschen bei Michael mir spielen würde, würde merken, ach du liebe Zeit, die beiden sind beide aus dem deutschsprachigen Raum, reden ausschließlich Englisch miteinander. Ich weiß, das hört sich total verrückt an, aber wir reden wirklich, also mal 90 Prozent unserer Konversation ist immer in Englisch. Und das ist einfach so, weil wir einfach so, glaube ich, mit drauf sind. Äh, Niklas, hast du das auch ab und zu, dass du merkst, so, du, du schwenkst schon mittlerweile über, wenn du mit Leuten redest, die auch ganz gut Englisch reden? Oder wie sieht es bei dir aus? Das passiert immer mal wieder. Es passiert vor allem dann, wenn ich äh, natürlich auch ein paar Tage am Stück mal im Ausland bin, ähm, wo man dann hin und her springt. Ganz lustig wird es dann, wenn man im Ausland ist, sich mit drei, vier Native Speakern und dann einem zweiten Deutschen zu fünft unterhält wo man dann eigentlich mit allen redet, aber dann doch noch mal drei, vier äh, deutsche Brocken mit einschmeißt und dann in drei entsetzte Gesichter guckt, weil die dann natürlich den halben Satz nicht verstanden haben und nur der zweitsprachige Deutsche. Also ich glaube, das ist ein Prozess, der einfach immer wieder äh, passiert, vor allem, wenn man, ich glaube, in das enthusiastische äh, Erzählen äh, verfällt und ähm, dann in den, in den schnellen Smalltalk-Bereich überschwingt. Ja, es ist auch lustig. Der Martin hat gesagt, wir reden 90 Prozent der Fälle in Englisch und wir schreiben auch 100 Prozent in Englisch. Und die 10 Prozent, wann der Martin mit mir Deutsch redet, ist, wenn er in einer Umgebung ist. Er möchte nicht, dass die anderen Leute mitkriegen, über was er redet. Dann switcht er auf einmal zu Deutsch. Er braucht gar nichts mehr sagen. Ich weiß genau, der ist Company and he needs to be careful. Wobei man muss aufpassen, Los Angeles. 80.000 Deutsche wohnen in Los Angeles County. Das muss man sich mal vorstellen. Also man soll sich wundern, wie viele, Deutsche, wie viele Leute hier Deutsch verstehen. Also man muss in Hollywood schon ein bisschen aufpassen und nicht immer nur denken, ach so, ja gut, jetzt rede ich mal auf Deutsch, da wird mir nichts passieren. Und plötzlich steht daneben einer und sagt so, na, ich habe schon verstanden, was du gerade geredet hast. Also man soll da ein bisschen aufpassen. Es ist auch sehr tricky. So, wir sind jetzt langsam gewohnt, dass besonders wo wir wohnen in Texas, ist Deutsch a secret language. 
und dann fliegen wir im Flieger, wir sind für zwölf Stunden im Flugzeug, wir kommen an in Österreich und ich sage irgendwas über jemanden, der hinter mir sitzt, sage ich, ja, der geht mir ziemlich am Wecker schon. Und die Ehre sagt, vorsichtig, no longer a secret language. Oh, ich liebe das. Äh, Niklas, nochmal vielen Dank, dass du dabei warst. Also ich bin wirklich, und das gebe ich zu, ich bin ein großer Fan von dir. Was, als ich die Flaschen damals gesehen habe, fand ich schon klasse, weil ich stehe total auf sowas. Ich finde das einfach klasse und geil, äh, wenn Wassercompanie sagen, komm, wir machen mal was Neues, wir wollen mal ein bisschen den, den, den neuen Wege gehen und du machst das ganz klar mit deinem Wasser und es ist nicht ein Gimmick. Es gibt auch Wassercompanies, ich habe es jetzt gerade wieder gehabt, das heißt Rich People Water. Alle wissen, worüber rede die Leute, die auf Instagram mehr folgen, weil die versuchen, alles fancy zu sein, haben aber leider gar keine Ahnung von der Wasserindustrie und deren Wasser, was da drin ist, wissen sie selbst nicht, was drin ist. Also ich habe mit denen jetzt ein paar Mal geredet, ach ja, nee, Purified, ja klar, nee, Spring Source, ja, wissen wir einfach eigentlich gar nicht. Die haben gar keine Ahnung, was die da treiben, die Jungs, was eigentlich tragisch ist. Und durch solche Verrückten, was maybe ja lustig ist für die, was aber uns wiederum so ein bisschen stört, weil dadurch werden die Leute, wie du das machst, so ein bisschen gleich auf die gleichen Wellen gesetzt ab und zu. Ah ja, das sind die Verrückten, die sowas machen. Du machst es richtig, weil dein Produkt ist perfekt. Du hast ein wahnsinnig gutes Wasser kreiert und dein Packaging und du hast halt ganz, ganz, ganz viel Herzblut, was unheimlich wichtig ist. Das Herzblut ist das Allerwichtigste. Vielen lieben Dank äh, für das Kompliment. Ähm, ich teile aber komplett deine Meinung. Ich glaube, dass, ähm, oder so sehe ich das auch, ich mit Nevas natürlich ähm, der, die Fallspitze im deutschen Markt bin. Ich bin der, der Exot. Am Ende habe ich mir das aber auch zur Aufgabe gemacht, ähm, der, ich sag mal, dem deutschen Gaumen zu zeigen, dass man eben auch alkoholfrei Premium genießen kann. Es geht nicht darum, wie viel Geld gebe ich für was auf, sondern es geht immer darum, was schmeckt mir, was gönne ich mir, was ist der richtige Anlass. Und ich glaube da eben, dass man das auch mit einem Wasser bedienen kann, losgelöst, welcher Name da drauf steht. Und das ist meine feste Überzeugung. Und damit gehe ich im Grunde einen anderen Weg als alle anderen. Aber ganz einfach ist das sicher nicht, natürlich. Sicherlich. Also, darauf, Cheers, bis zum nächsten Mal. Ciao, ciao, meine lieben Zuhörer. Thank you so much for listening us. Uh, here at A Water With Today with Mavis. Cheers. <laughs>